Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Genesee Valley Church's online podcast. GVC is a non-denominational church in Flint, Michigan, and our mission is simple. To love God, love people, and love life. I know that you will be blessed by the message and the words that God has for you today. Now, here's Pastor Tony. Amen. Amen. Well, once again, before you're seated, why don't you just say hi to somebody? And then you might be seated. Amen. Well, hey, hey. Good to see you. Good to see you. Hey, man. Good to meet you. I've heard, Mark, I've heard a lot about you on Facebook. (laughs) Good to meet you. Amen. Amen. Well, welcome to our Christmas Eve service. I realize it's a little bit different in here, a little bit darker. Again, it's because we're going to be having a special candlelight service in just a few moments. Some of you might say, Pastor, you look better with the lights dim light. So I'd say, you know, <laughs> I said what you was thinking. So listen, it's all right. It's all right. That's <laughs> so why I wore black. Black's a little more slimming, a little more, you know, forgiving. And so anyways, praise God. Well, hey, thank you so much for being here tonight. I realize that during this time, it's it's a time where... Family and friends are traveling, they're coming and going, maybe many that you know are coming and going, maybe you're coming and going yourself, and so again, I realize that this time is so busy, and so thank you for coming and spending this evening with us, again, I just counted a privilege to be with my church family, if there was any other place that I'd rather be outside of my real family, and my parents and siblings, I want to be with my church family. So again, it's just an honor and a privilege to be with you tonight. Now, just to kind of give you a heads up, just in the event that you thought maybe we have service tomorrow morning. I realize it is Sunday morning, but because it's Christmas, we do not have service tomorrow. Now, in the event that that might bother you a little bit, I realize that some, they're like, why are we not going to church on Jesus' birthday? (laughs) I realize that it is December 25th, but just to kind of help you, do you realize that December 25th is not really Jesus' birthday? He was actually born sometime around March or April, but we've just assigned a date so that we can actually celebrate, right? And to honor and worship him in that day. But obviously, we're just doing a day early. So, for tomorrow... What we wanted to do as a church, since it was kind of a special day on the calendar of how it fell on a specific Sunday, we wanted to honor our families of Genesee Valley Church and allow you to spend Christmas morning with your family and celebrate Jesus in your own special way. Amen? And so I trust that you understand. I trust that you forgive us if it really bothered you, but understand why we did that. And who knows, next year will be a different year and so we'll see how that looks and so thank you for being here tonight amen amen Amen. well in the last couple weeks we've been talking about christmas just in this christmas series if you will and we've called it christmas lights because really that's what christmas is all about it's about christmas lights or the light of christmas amen don't you just like lights I mean, they're just so beautiful. In fact, not too far from here, maybe 25 miles 
north of here, there is a city, well, it's actually a village that celebrates Christmas 365 days out of the year. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It's Frankenmuth, right? And Frankenmuth is the number one tourist attraction in Michigan. Now, for those of you that are around the area or maybe live close, in fact, I live about 10 minutes from there, I'm like, what's the big deal? But people like Frankenmuth. And in Frankenmuth is the largest Christmas store in the world. It's called Bronner's. And Bronner's celebrates Christmas 363 days out of the year, obviously Easter and Christmas being off. But they are very intentional in recognizing the reason for the season. If you'll go up there, you'll notice that there's all kinds of lights. And if you're like us, we drive through there occasionally and just really enjoy it. And it might be in the middle of the summertime, but it's so great to be able to enjoy Christmas lights. But the intentionality of Wally, Wally Bronner is to put on his bill, billboards, Christmas. He is very intentional with recognizing Jesus, the Christ, the reason for Christmas. Can you say Amen. 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 And so Jesus said this. He said, I am the light of the world. And so our Christmas entitlement is Christmas lights. And so Jesus brought Christmas, brought light, and Jesus said, I am the light. In fact, he goes on to say, I am the light of the world. Now, in John chapter 3, verse 16... You probably know the scripture very well from just being a child and memorizing it. But John chapter 3 verse 16 it says. For God so loved the world that he gave his son. So we could say it this way and not change any of the meaning of the verse. We could say that God so loved the world that he gave light to the world. Amen. And then Jesus goes on to say this because Jesus is actually the one that is saying, for God so loved the world. He goes on to say in verse 17, he says, for God so loved the world that he sent his son not to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So did you notice that the light and the love of God did not come to condemn or bring condemnation? Come on. The love of God and the light of God was never meant to bring condemnation. But notice these significant words in Jesus, of Jesus, in verse 19. In verse 16, he says, For God so loved the world that he sent light. He says, But that light came not to condemn, but that it would give a way to receive salvation. Verse 19, Jesus goes on to say this. He says, The basis... Of the judgment, the indictment, the test by which men are judged, the grounds for the sentence lies in this. The light has come into the world and people have loved the darkness rather than and more than the light for their works, their deeds were evil. So notice what Jesus said. Jesus said, I'm the light and the light was sent by love. And the light brings judgment. Now you might say, well, I thought you just said that the light doesn't condemn. Oh, there's a big difference between condemnation and judgment. Because you realize judgment, it 
It shows you where you're at. In fact, I could say it this way. If you was, if somebody was to tell you that you have good judgment, it means that you have the ability to make good decisions, right? So therefore, the light came not to condemn, but to judge or bring judgment. So therefore, we could see where we are. Because light reveals where you are. Light brings judgment to show you where you're going. Because light reveals what's out ahead. And then light also reveals or exposes the love and the heart of God. You see, the whole reason why God sent the light was so that we could have a way of illumination of finding Him. God so loved us that He gave us a gift so that we could come close and find ourselves having a relationship with Him because the relationship had been broken. Let me give you another illustration just to help bear this out and help make it a little more tangible for us. Uh, again, I've asked you the question if, if, if you like Christmas lights. How many of you like Christmas lights? You like looking at them, right? Now, if you're like me, you don't like hanging them, but boy, you like looking at them, right? <laughs> Come on. Amen. But if you've ever been like me, there's seasons and times in my life where I'll look for Christmas lights. And there are certain Areas or subdivisions, if you will, that they'll all collectively come together as a community and they will all light up their houses and it becomes a community display. You know what I'm talking about? Have you ever gone to those places and and purpose to drive through the subdivisions and, and look at all the lights? Oh, yeah. It's awesome. In fact, it's funny because you, you oftentimes you'll pull off into those subdivisions off of a main highway or something like that. And, and the ones that are closest to the highway, you know, they're not really bought into the whole, <clears throat> the whole process of getting into the community of, of doing light. So you, you turn into there in the first house, you know, they might have that one single tree, the Charlie Brown Christmas tree that just has a strand of lights. And you're like, wow, that's really, that's really cool. And then the next guy, he says, you know what, I'm not going to do all those lights, but I'm going to get those blow-up thingies and put those blow-up thingies in my yard. And at least, you know, and I'm going to put the button on and there, whoop, there they go. I'm in the spirit, praise the Lord. But as you continue to drive in, the further you go, the lights lead you deeper and deeper. And you find the grandeur and the display and the amazing beauty of all the lights, Right? But here's the thing. If you're like me, you might have found yourself at a time where you were going to see the lights. But when you got there, there was a line of cars because everybody else had the same idea. And so you had to get into a single file line and follow the leader because people were drawn to the lights. That's what Jesus is endeavoring to do. Jesus is the light of the world. Jesus has the desire to draw us closer to God. In fact, if you remember in that scripture in John's gospel, I think it's in chapter 8 where Jesus said, He said, I am the light of the world. Before that, the story or the backdrop of the story is the story of the woman that was caught in the very act of adultery. You remember her? Jesus says, I'm the light. 
But as he's standing there with this woman that was caught in the act of adultery, by law she should have been stoned. And all of her accusers were standing there with stones in hand. And they asked Jesus for light, the expression of love. What would you say we should do? And he responds by saying, let any one of you that doesn't have sin cast the first stone. And the Bible says that her accusers left one by one. And finally he turned to her and he says, where are your accusers? And she says, there is none. And he says, neither then do I go and sin no more. See, he didn't condemn her for her wrongdoing. He didn't condemn her for her acts or her deeds. He said, listen, I love you and I didn't come to condemn you, but I came and I am the light. And this is what he says to her. He says in verse 12, he says, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in the dark, but will have the life or the light, which is life. Amen. The whole reason for the light is to cause us and draw us closer to the Father that loves us. Now, I want you to do something with me. I want everybody just to close your eyes. Come on, everybody, just close your eyes. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to imagine in your mind's eye that Jesus, the light of the world, is actually here. And the light of Jesus is illuminating from him. Now, once again, keeping your eyes closed. But in your mind's eye, I want you to look down. And look around you. What are you seeing right now? As you look down, do you see a shadow of yourself because of the light? Maybe the shadow that you're seeing right now is actually a full image of you standing there. Or maybe in your mind's eye, you see, you see your shadow, but it's just a side shot of your shadow. Or maybe just in your peripheral vision, you can just barely see the shadow of yourself. All right, look up at me. Now, here's what I want to bring to your attention or what I want to challenge you with this evening. Jesus came. Not to condemn. But Jesus came to be the light. To lead us to the Father. I want you to ask yourself the question tonight. Where are you at? In your pursuit. Of the love of God. As you began to look. In the light of Jesus. And you saw a shadow. There's only one reason that a person will see their shadow in the light of Jesus. And that's if they're going in the opposite direction. Because you see, if you're facing Jesus, there is no shadow in front of you. The only way that you can see a shadow is if you're turned away and walking away from him. And so I want to ask you the question tonight. Do you see a shadow? Maybe you just see a side shadow. But if you're seeing a shadow, what it's reflecting is that you're not walking straight toward him. And in just a minute, I want us all just in this moment to take inventory. To say, God, I'm making a choice tonight. To receive the love of God. Not feel condemned. 
not to be judged, but allow the judgment of the light to show me where I'm at and make the adjustment to turn towards you. And maybe you're headed toward him. Maybe it's just a tweak of making it more sure and more true. Amen? Amen. Now, lastly, concerning Jesus, he said this once again. I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in the dark, but will have the light which is life. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 14, Jesus once again says this. He says, you are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. If you received the love and the salvation of what Jesus Christ came to do, the Bible says that the light of Jesus is in you. And therefore, that means that if there's a light on the inside of you, it dispels darkness. I'm telling you, darkness cannot stand in the same room with light. It's physically, scientifically impossible for darkness and light to occupy the same space. And if the light of Jesus Christ is on the inside of you, the Bible says that you're a light. A light like on a hilltop in the midst of a city where everybody can see. Folks, what has God called us to do as a church family? To be a light. Why is God expanding us and why is God taking us to new places in ministry and in this city into a new building? Because there's a greater light that he desires for us to shine forth. The reason being is because there are people that are walking in darkness. The light's shining bright, but the Bible says that they're blind. And God says, I need you to shine the light. I need you to be the light. And when you shine the light, the Bible just told us that you show forth the love and the life of God. Amen. Amen. Now I want to invite my wife up here. In fact, when you come on up, why don't you turn that light off, please? Yes. I'm going to invite her up here to join me. If you'll get your candles ready. If you don't have one, go ahead and raise your hand. And when I say raise your hand, I'm talking about adults. I saw that little hands raised. I'm like, hey, wait a minute. I just want the adults. And again, it's not that I don't want the kids to enjoy this opportunity. It's just real candles and they're cheap. And so they melt and I don't want them to get burnt. Anybody else? You need a candle. There was a couple hands I saw. Thank you guys for serving them. A couple things here, guys. We're going to take this opportunity in just a moment to let our light shine. But as we begin to share the light with the person next to us, as you receive the light, you know where you're at right now with God. And if you feel like your life is casting shadows... Or I should say, you're actually seeing the shadows. And you want to make that adjustment to turn towards God. When you receive the light from your neighbor, 
to light your candle. In that moment, make the heart adjustment and say, God, right now, I receive your love. I receive your light. And I choose to turn towards you. There's nothing significant or magical about the candles. Don't think of that. It's just an example, a reminder, a moment in history to say, God, Christmas Eve, I made a choice to turn towards the light. Amen. Now, with that being said, just to show you how God's love and God's light and God's heart works. Jesus came and the light is still shining. And it's available for all mankind. I've asked my wife to come up here and help me. But if she never makes the step to receive the light, it just stays burning bright. But she stays in darkness. And so God, through Jesus, has made the effort to extend the light. His love and His life. And it's only when she made the effort to extend forward to receive and take the light that she received. It's just that simple. Absolutely no condemnation with God. The light makes a judgment to say, where are you? Just turn to the light. Amen. And then one last thing. As we start to pass the light to you, I want you to give attention to how this room begins to illuminate. Because you see, it starts with one light. And I passed off one light to another light. But as we continue to become the light and be the light, it begins to shine bright. I realize that the greater Flint area at times seems dark. Just turn the news on and you'll see how dark it is. But the light has come. And we are carriers of that light. And we're change agents for this community. We are that community of lights that people are coming to see. Come on, let's let our light shine. Let's turn towards God and let's purpose to say, God, I'm following after you this year in 2017. I'm closing this year with having my heart turned towards you and starting afresh, burning bright. Amen. Amen. I'm going to start this side. You start this side. And when you receive your candle being lit, why don't you stand with us? and take a look at all of our social media sites which can be found at our website gvchurch.tv we know that today's message has been a blessing to you thanks for listening we are genesee valley church loving god loving people and loving life